Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership and one-to-one -one mentoring. Head over to FranchiseBusinessSchool.com to find out more. And welcome to my 100th episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I'm so excited to be here with some of my friends. Um, who better to celebrate this than some of the members of the Entrepreneurs Sales Lounge? Give me a whoop, everybody. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I thought it would be really cool to have a little bit of a chat with my members about things that they have learned along the way, about their business growth, about their advice, all of the things that I'm usually chatting to people with about on this podcast, but today I'm chatting with my members. And I would thought that I would start with Nick, because she's my very oldest member. Nick has been in the sales lounge since the beginning of time. Nick, tell everybody who you are. I'm Nick from Daisy First Aid Leeds and surrounding areas, and I'm also the partnership manager for Daisy First Aid. Whoop, whoop. Um, welcome. And the question that I have got for you is over the last almost three years that we have known each other and since you have been a member what would you say the biggest things that you have learned have been oh gosh how long have you got I'll try and keep it snappy a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah a while um probably big thing for me is time blocking because I used to be here there and everywhere whereas I find it a lot easier just to plan out my diary and do blocks of things rather than I've got a hundred things on my list and I keep changing from one thing to the other. Um, goal setting, I would have said, was another one. Does actually work, guys? <laughs> things start happening. Um, so, yeah, I'd say those were the two biggest things. Are there any goals that you've smashed since being in the Entrepreneur Sales Lounge? Um, took me kids to Disneyland Paris. It helped yeah. What I will say is I do need a holiday to get over that holiday. Queuing on another level. The amount of games you have to come up with when you're standing with two young children in the queue for 90 minutes is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, so that was a big thing. And obviously expanding my business, pushing it forward, getting out of comfort zone, thinking, yeah, can do it, would be probably the two big things. And I think you have changed massively since I've known you, but I'd love to know what do you think is the biggest change that you have seen? Probably just believing in myself probably would be the biggest thing, that I can do it, I can achieve anything, 
<laughs> and obviously seeing you grow massively over the last sort of two, nearly three years. Well, what I'll say is I do feel like I need a badge for like founder member. On, I think you definitely need there, a badge. You definitely um, need a badge. <laughs> so yeah, probably self-belief in not listening to those little voices in your head who are like, oh, can you do it? Are you sure you want to do it? Might all fall down. Just think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Amazing. Thank you, Nick. Um, I'm going to come to Caroline next. Tell everybody who you okay. are before I ask the question. Um, so I'm Caroline and I am a partner with Utility Warehouse. So I help people save money on their bills and I show them how to earn an extra income. What Caroline is most known for in the Entrepreneur Sales Lounge, apart from being the kindest, most generous person you'll probably ever meet in your whole entire life, is her knowledge of business books. There is not a single business book that Caroline has not read. And you know, at the end of every podcast, I ask um, whoever comes on what their favorite business book is. So this is the question for you, Caroline. What book would you recommend, if you could just choose one business book, what book would you recommend to anybody who's listening to this podcast that's helped you? Oh my goodness, one book is mm -hmm. really hard. Um, oh, I think, well, oh my God, that, this is such a hard question for me because there's so many great ones. I loved your book, by the way, um, but obviously I can't just say read Charlie's book no. and nobody else's, but um, Flip It has got to be a great book for people to read because it just changes your mindset on everything. And to me, anything to do with business, if you've got the right mindset, then you can do it. And Who was Flip, flip it, it Michael Heppel. Michael Heppel, there we go. So yeah, mindset, mindset is absolutely everything. And if you think you can, then you can. Um, and if you if things are, you know, when you're running your business, there's always times where you've got ups and downs and you've got things that, you know, get in your head and niggle you. But if you can flip that into a positive, everything's going to be okay after that. Absolutely. And how do you think that your mindset has changed um, in the time that I've known you, Caroline? My mindset has changed massively. You've helped massively with my mindset just because your enthusiasm, your vigor, your everything you talk about, if we put those things into action and we change how we feel about ourselves, I'm, I still lack confidence. I will always lack confidence. I don't think I'll ever be one of those people that goes out and thinks, gosh, you know, I'm totally confident now, but because of everything you've taught us, I feel like I can do anything, literally. And, you know, when I, I was a teacher before I did my business and I used to pass that on to the kids and get them to think they could do anything, but I didn't think that for myself. And now I'm in a position where I've got big goals and dreams of my own. And a lot of that is down to you because I know I can do anything now. Yay! Yes, you can. You can do anything. Anybody can. Um, thank you so much, Caroline. Audrey, I'm coming to you. Tell everyone who you are. Hi, everyone. I'm Audrey from Audrey Elizabeth, the social coach. 
So the question that I've got for you, Audrey, since I've known you, you have ran quite a few different businesses. Yes. And I am I'm quite similar in a way, because obviously I have grown three businesses from the ground up. Um, what has made you keep going? What has been the voice inside your head been like, no, let's do this instead. Let's try this instead. Oh, God. Um, I don't really know. I've kind of always been somebody who would jump from one thing to the other. Um, and I don't, I actually don't know. I just get an idea and I just go with it. I don't think about things for very long. I just do it. So that's probably what keeps me going is that I don't think about it for too long. And what would your advice be if someone was thinking that the business that they're running at the moment isn't where their heart is and they're like actually I want to do I don't know if you had this but like when I have wanted to do something else people have been like are you sure are you sure you like you've got this business that's going really well why do you now want to do something else you've tried this you've tried that why do you think that this is going to be the thing that works but like that ability to listen to your own instinct rather than other people when they're telling you is hard but what advice would you give to somebody who is wanting to try something new I would say take the time to think about it I know I just said I don't think about things but this one is really really important because I've been running theatre schools for over 20 years and then I opened a few other businesses and I got to the stage where I couldn't do everything and I had to decide which one to go with where my heart was so I had to take time away from all of them to figure out what I was missing because what was happening was I was getting to a stage where I wasn't really enjoying anything because I was just constantly chasing my tail and I couldn't really like get stuck in and future plan. I was just constantly chasing my tail. So what I done was I took some time away from everything. Like literally it was only like three weeks or something in the summertime, done what I had to do, but I'd done no future planning. And then I could see what I missed, see where my heart was, and then know what I want to go with, go forward. Um, and since you are Audrey Elizabeth, the social coach, can you also give us your number one top social media tip? Um, okay, so my top tip would questions. be, yeah, my top tip would be to um, be yourself. Be yourself 100%. I think when you're scrolling your social media and you're following these big influencers or people with big massive accounts it's easy to compare yourself we have to remember that they have a team behind them building it all up and if we try to do it the way we're do we're, the way they do it then it's not going to translate because we all have our own unique voice unique story and just trying to be yourself and I know social media can feel like a chore for a lot of people so figure out what type of social media medium you like whether it's video content or graphics and home in on that and perfect that and put more of that out there rather than trying to do everything across all of the platforms amazing thank you hannah i'm gonna come to you next tell everybody who you are hello i'm hannah ashton and my business is hpa create fabulous and as somebody who is selling product um, I would like you to give some advice to other people who are selling products um, because the, the thing that I think is the trickiest for people who have to create the product and then sell it is that balance between like I'm in my workshop creating these amazing things but I'm also 
having to go out there and find the customers. So I'd love to know, how do you balance that? Um, it's difficult, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and certainly, uh, with the run-up to Christmas, it is sort of being in the workshop um, most of the day, creating things, and things take a long time to create. And then obviously you're needing to then promote them on social media. Um, and then I use the process of social media to show what I'm I'm making as well to try and encourage people to uh, be involved in what I'm making. Um, it is very hard um, balancing the two. Um, oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> it's a question um, that every product-based business asks me. So I just thought it would be interesting to discuss because yeah. I think you can get so carried away with like selling the thing then you're like right now I've got to go make them and then when you've made them and sent those off it's like oh now I need more customers to make some more things for yeah it, it is it's sort of like having those times that you do need to so right okay I'm, I'm just going to spend the whole day in the workshop um and I need to make x number because I've got the either this order or I've got a fair coming up so I need to create that many um and it's it is ongoing um and I suppose I know that I can't make all the time and that's why I think my business is sort of it's moving away being 100% product business and doing other things and certainly looking at sort of other passive forms of income um so that I don't have 24 hours in the day where I'm making things um I love making things but then also it's trying to enjoy it as well that it's like I don't want to be a factory making the same thing again and again yeah. and again um and I want to enjoy it and make something special for for that individual so I don't want to be just yeah it's the same thing for this person and that person that person it wants to be unique for for every person that I'm creating for and I think that's true for everybody, like this idea of diversifying, you know, I've now got my journal and my book as well. So it's almost like I'm stepping into those products because people want to have physical things, don't they? So it's a good thing for us all to think about how can we diversify? So we've got a range of different things that are going to appeal to different customers as well. Mm. But I suppose you have to be really organized. That's where I would fall down. Yes, yes. So I do, I do like a list, um, many, many lists. Unfortunately, many, many books as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, you need to be sort of disciplined in what you're doing um, and have that sort of goal and go, I need to make this many today. And But then you need the time to have them all packaged up. You need time to go to the post office. You then need time to obviously to advertise them. So yeah. There's lots of little different pockets that you need to create time for. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Nicola, tell everybody who you are. Hello. Um, so I'm Nicola from I Love Greens, family, nutrition and health. So I have known Nicola for a very long time because I actually know Nicola in real life. <gasps> oh my gosh, how weird is that? Not just on the internet. Um, so me and, and Nicola both live in Essex, which is where I first met Nicola. 
And Nicola has literally gone from being like an Essex-based business to being an online business and done it very successfully. So I would love to chat a little bit about that. How, because I suppose I did that as well. I was out there teaching phonics with Robot Reg and then COVID came along and we sort of all had to go online. And, and now here I am spending more time on Zoom than in a room with actual people. Um, how have you found that journey and how weird has it been? Um, so I work primarily with women and children. And so, initially that move to online which was sort of forced during covid was really tricky because of that um that interaction that we really like between people um but i think actually being online has meant that the business has been able to spread much further than it would have ordinarily i can reach many more people that are not just in my local area and i think it makes it more accessible as well to everybody um but there's a lot that you have to learn when you move your business online the tech side of it is um huge moving a business online and that's been the biggest learning curve i think working out the best way to run everything online um what um what pieces of software to use to make sure that people get the best experience that they would ordinarily get face to face um, but I really like it. I think it really works for flexible working as well. So you don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time. You can work in different time zones. Um, but I do think that I need that mix of online and face-to-face. -face. I just think you can't not have that when you're working in my area with, family, uh, with families um, because it's quite important. Yeah, a good mix of like been face to face and been online um, yeah. works for me because I like seeing people. I think people have got much better at communicating online now um, because we've had plenty of practice at it. But I think that sometimes when you're face to face with someone, you pick up on certain cues that you wouldn't ordinarily have. Um, you wouldn't see online. And some people feel uncomfortable asking questions um, and they feel much more relaxed when you're with them. So it's nice to have a mix and different things work for different people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in that like parent and baby space as well. I don't think everything can be replaced on Zoom. You know, like they've tried to pretty much get rid of everything, haven't they? But actually you need a bit of somebody just saying like, it's okay, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, it's not just the kids that didn't get on with online, but actually no. um, I remember the first coffee morning we run after COVID and um, people were um, crying, walking through the door, um, just at the fact that they were able to connect with someone face to face. Um, and so that's important. So it's, I think it's really important in business to read your audience and know that whilst you might like um, you might like things to be a certain way all online, that might work for you. It might not work for your audience. So you sort of a bit of a hybrid is always is good in certain situations. Awesome. And so following on from that, we'll go to Davina, seeing as uh, Nicola brought up all things tech and how when you move online, you have so much stuff to do. Davina, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Davina. My business is Woman Who Can. So talk to us about tech, because this is something that really stressed people out when they went online. Um, 
And the, my question for you is going to be, what do you think is the most important thing to focus on within the tech in your business and why? I think to keep it as simple as possible for yourself and also your customers. Because if not, you're going to stress yourself out and you're also going to stress your clients out. It needs to be a simple process to looking at a sales page to buy in, make it as fewer steps as possible. Um, and also to automate as much as possible as well, which will help you and again, your customers as well, you know, to get an automated email sent out. So, yeah, I'm all for keeping things as simple as possible. And obviously, when you get into this online space, there's so much stuff, isn't there? You've got your email marketing and your sales page, and maybe you want a chat bot to automate things. And the, the list goes on and on. Facebook um, and funnels and freebies and all of the things. Did you know everything that you know right from the beginning? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything at all um but I, like obviously I did business studies at, you know when it's my HND and that's very different to the business that I'm doing now and obviously when I did business studies there was no tech or anything like that it was all marketing and accounts and, and things like that but I'm very much hands-on like you have to to learn something I think the best way to learn it is actually to do it you know, you can read and you can watch YouTube videos, but if you actually do it, you will learn a lot more. Um, and then the more you do it, obviously, then the more experience you get. So obviously, when people message me, oh, can you work on active campaign? Like when you you message me, no, I haven't worked on active campaign, but let's give it a go. And now I love active campaign. I love everything about it. So yeah, no, I definitely don't know everything. So do you think that anybody can learn it? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Like I couldn't learn to be to draw a picture. I couldn't learn to do Hannah's job. Hannah could sit and show me. I still couldn't do it. I, I know I couldn't. It's not Hannah's disagreeing with this. <laughs> it's not what I enjoy. For you have to enjoy it as well. Yeah. Like I really enjoy the email marketing, putting the emails together, looking at the click-through rates, retargeting and things like that. You know, you have to enjoy what you're doing as well. But no, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. That, that's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but I, I don't, I think no is the answer to, to that. You've got to oh, be, yeah. you've got to be interested in something. Yeah. To yeah. And also has... some, like we've all got different skills that like you can see in this room here, the Zoom mm. room here. Um, you know, we've all got different skills. I wouldn't be able to do um, Hannah's job. I probably wouldn't be able to do Nick's job either. I'd just, but no, first aid would not be my bag. I'd just be like, it's fine, you're fine, jump up, <laughs> crack on. I'm not good at sympathy. I think it's really important to recognise that as well. Like people yeah. try and like do courses on their weaknesses. No, do courses on your strengths, make your strengths better and your weaknesses either outsource or don't stress about them and do what you can yeah yeah amazing thank you so much Sally I'm going to come to you tell everyone who you are hi I'm Sally Cansdale from Isovix with Clothing Boutique in Suffolk 
fabulous. And so I feel like we've got a real good range of different businesses here because Sally has actually got a shop. So it's like bricks and mortar, proper shop. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to focus a little bit on marketing now. And I want you to tell me, what do you think over the years of you running your shop have been the best thing to get people through that door? What has worked for you? I have to say it's word of mouth. Um, being bricks and mortar, the thing that you can offer more than anything is customer service. It's face to face. You're chatting to people. People come to you with what they think is a problem, but you delve deeper and actually they want different things to what they think they came in for. And so how do you feel like you can go over and above in the customer service in your shop? What do you do differently? So we would keep a record of what different customers have bought. Um, if there's a wedding, we would make a list of who's bought what outfits so it's not duplicated at the wedding. Um, we would phone a customer if something comes into the shop and say, oh, I think you'd really like this. And once you get to know that person, you just know what they will like. I have customers phone me and just say, tell me what you think. We do oh, it, maybe. you know, ra rather than being an online shop, because we've got that personal rapport with them. Okay, so my other question for you is gonna be like the other extreme of this. Is there anything that you've done in your marketing that you've thought, oh, this is a great idea and it hasn't worked? Um, I, I would say the emails don't work as well for me. Um, whether it's that I'm just sending out the wrong information or what, I don't know, but I just prefer the face-to-face and it's time blocking for me is quite difficult because my shop is open mm. all day. So it's hard for me to actually introduce to other things. You know, I can't be doing something at clock's in, as, you know, yes, I can work early in the morning and late at night, which I also do in the shop. If a customer can't get to me during opening hours, you know, we'll open up at night for them. So it is finding time to do other things. And I guess that maybe if your customers are used to that personal touch, they don't feel like they need to read your emails because they're like, oh, Sally will ring if something comes in. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love that you do that. I love that you do that. Amazing. Um, Rachel, hello and welcome. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Rachel um, in Worcestershire and I run Phonics, which is um, all about preparing young ears, voices and fingers ready to read and write. Fabulous. And so I'm going to stay on the marketing front here and um, ask you what has been the number, because obviously yours is completely different from Sally. She's got a bricks and mortar store. You run a children's activities. What has worked for you in terms of getting people through the door? Uh, a lot of word of mouth to start with, really. I mean, we've, we've, we've done lots of um, competitions and things they don't always uh, work that well I don't find I think definitely word of mouth and just Facebook really is the best way that we've we've uh, grown an audience uh, Instagram we've only been on about a year but that's slowly growing as well and just just trying it all isn't it but um, TikTok we've tried as well um, but it's just it just takes time doesn't it to build up those those numbers and get yourself seen but definitely uh yeah, word of mouth and um, Facebook. 
Yeah, it definitely does take that time. And I, I obviously have worked in the children's activity space for years and I see people giving up all of the time or, you know, oh, I've only got five people in this class, so I'm changing the day and the location. And you think, have you really tried everything? So my next question for you is on the days where you feel like giving up, what keeps you going? Well, <laughs> I also teach part time still and I really want to get out of teaching. So that's my get up and go. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> my aim is for this to be my hopefully my last year in teaching. So I want to I've cut down to two days a week now. And obviously, we run the phonics sessions, which we're trying to franchise at the moment. And then we've also uh, created a product as well. So um, we've got some letter formation cards. Uh, I couldn't find what I wanted to use in the classes. So I just created my own. We've had those made. Uh, and on the back of that, through Charlie, I met Lauren. So I'm going to start a subscription box. So I'm just trying to, it's all to do with phonics, but all just all just linked and um yeah just try and move on that way so I can get out of teaching <laughs> there we go Kate saying ex-teacher here Rachel Kate is at, and a subscription box owner she's out of teaching she's on the other side <laughs> oh perfect that'd be great to chat thanks Kate <laughs> uh, it comes back to what we were saying before though about that diversification and what else can you add to appeal to different things and and pull different people in as well um Vicky, hello and welcome. Introduce yourself. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Vicky. I am a hairdresser and beauty therapist by trade. And um, I am launching a subscription box called the Ethical Beauty Box before the end of the year, which this wonderful group of ladies helped me come up with a name. Yay. Um, and so my question for you, Vicky, is going to be... Da, 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 da. Um, what are you going to do in order to make sure that your subscription box definitely launches before the end of the year? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is um, that is a question, isn't it? Um, well, and now it's going out on my 100th podcast, so it's not only just me and this group holding <laughs> you accountable. It's going to be every single podcast listener, so no pressure, but here we go. Uh, no pressure. No, not all. Um, well, strangely enough, I've actually already started um, doing the resourcing and stuff for the stock um, as I um, signed up for a couple of Christmas markets and things like that. Ooh. So I've already been in touch with suppliers, which was my main thing of year that's great um and yeah i've been basically um looking at getting absumo signed up to get some competitions out there as well and resend my google form for surveys for my email capture so i am on it this time believe it or not and kate who helped me come up with a name who actually no didn't help me she actually came up with a name oh if she's going to glitter and gold she will have a box that is my oh. aim is have it presentable I glitter and goals maybe not a lot but Kate will have one if she's attending yeah well she'll have to attend now there's no option <laughs> yeah even though I did promise her it um was it March I can't remember but yeah so um there will be one ready for Kate by glitter and goals and yes it will be launched by the end of the year um so Nicola is saying Vicky will you be at glitter and goals it will be your anniversary because we came up with the, will, with the yes, name last year at glitter yes. and goals and this year she's launching it so there we go 
Um, so there's, there's another question for you, Vicky. You know, it obviously has taken you probably longer than you anticipated to get the box. Yeah. But hey, that's business, isn't it? This this is what happens. So what has helped you to keep going throughout the year? And I know you've had a difficult year and you probably did feel like giving up at times. So what has helped you keep moving forward? I think, well, even though I haven't got that step further yet, I actually genuinely do believe that I think it would be a really good a really good product to sell um in terms of like doing a bit of research there's nothing out there in terms of what I would offer which would not only just be ethical products within a subscription box every month to people's doors um there will also be tutorials on how to use the products because a lot of them will be professional only so for instance if somebody wants to do love likes to give themselves a bit of a treat a bit of a pamper facial manicure whatever but they can't always get time to go to the salon this is obviously going to be a bit more sort of purse friendly way I suppose as well and obviously you can do it in your own time so there'll be tutorials on how to use the products how to do facials how to give yourself a proper manicure without damaging your nails and um, that sort of things plus also there'll be a free um free Facebook group as well so they'll be able other people they can connect with as well um and the tutorials will be on there as well as hints and tips on how to be more sustainable and eco awesome awesome and this brings me nicely on to Kate um Kate please introduce yourself Thank you for having me. Okay, hello. Yes, I am Kate uh, from Rocket Lingo, which, um, well, as I said earlier, I am an ex-primary school teacher. I've now had my own business for four years. Um, started off with a children's, just purely teaching children Spanish. And now I have merged both. And I teach children Spanish, but I also have a Spanish subscription box for primary age children. And so I thought my question for you, since there's a couple of people on here who want to launch their own subscription box, and I know that a lot of my listeners hope to launch their subscription box as well. Uh, what would be your advice when it comes to launching a subscription box? Wow, so it's nearly a year since my launch. So my first one went out at the last Glitter and Goals last year as well. So coming up to my year anniversary. So I've got to think back. I think it is just really planning planning the pre-launch is the most important thing having that audience building your audience is key I think so just having building up excitement so starting to kind of hint to um, any audience you have already and then really building the audience getting some freebies and lead magnets out there to get that audience in nurturing that audience and then having a real nurture sequence um, to build up the excitement, get them on a wait list for, so when you launch, you've actually got people to launch to. I think that's the biggest thing I could do. And just really carefully planning that launch and being realistic about the numbers that you're gonna launch to as well. So, you know, knowing not an exact conversion rate, I'm not a numbers person, but just, you know, knowing what you need in your audience. See, I do learn from you, Charlie. What you've got in your audience and then how many of them are going to convert into customers and how you can make that number obviously as high as possible. And what about continuing to grow that? Because obviously the launch is one thing, but then you need to continue to grow that number of subscribers. What would be your advice when it comes to growing? Well, that has been the biggest challenge, I think, keeping those numbers consistent, but growing and scaling it as well. That's been the biggest challenge I have found, harder than the launch, I'd say. And I think, again, it's just keeping, topping up the top of that funnel, finding ways of reaching new people, 
um, and being quite creative with that. So, you know, range of ways of bringing people to the top of your funnel. So lead magnets, but also, you know, making yourself the expert, being visible, getting into other groups where your ideal customers hang out and just constantly banging on about it, basically. Talking all the time about it, trying to get seen in lots of different places by lots of different people and just keep nurturing and growing your audience. I think it all comes down to audience. Do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? 100%. I'm so bought in. I'm like, yes. Um, Okay, so I end all of my podcasts in the same way, usually with three questions, but I'm just going to ask you guys one of those three questions. We're going to go around. And the question is, what is a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? So I'm going to go try and go in the exact same order I just did. But if I mess it up, then I might do because there's a lot of people. Uh, Nick. Uh, I would say just keep going. Even if you're having a bad day, that doesn't mean you've got a bad business. It just means you're having one of those days. And don't think that no, everyone has a good day every day, despite what social media might tell you. Just keep going. So true. Caroline. Should have asked me before Nick because I was just going to say definitely don't give up on a bad day. That's the biggest thing because there's so many good days that come. And often when it's a bad day, that's when people want to give up. And that's when you've just got to grit your teeth, think about the positives, and just keep going through. Because when you're having a good time, when you're on a high, you never want to give up. But as soon as you have that little dip, that's when people want to and that's when you've really got to just dig in so don't give up on a bad day Audrey I would say surround yourself with like-minded people and sorry Hannah I can see (laughs) I wrote down two examples in case someone took it before me but yeah surround yourself with a good community I like this one um and just on the side of that the people closest to you might not get it so like if I go to my husband and say something he always thinks it's a terrible idea until it's making money and then he's like that was actually really good <laughs> but Charlie would always say yeah go for it <laughs> it's so true and that would be mine as well so don't worry Hannah if it's the same one you know the people you surround yourself with is so important which is um why I love groups like this because we all feed off of each other's energy um but go on Hannah Thank you, Audrey. Um, so yeah, so having cheerleaders would be uh, yeah my sort of maybe number one. But um, I think having goals, um, which is something you've taught me, it was something I hadn't even thought about um, in my business. I had a rough idea, but setting yourself goals, but then setting yourself a big, big goal, something that you can strive towards that you think is unobtainable. There's a goal that I've achieved this year um that I didn't think was possible um so yeah just write your goals down but then yeah do a really really crazy one and uh yeah you never know it may come true Nicola I would definitely recommend that you create a mailing list and a lead magnet and collect your potential clients details that way because you just can't rely on social media and you own your own mailing list and if you can get people into that you've got uh, you've got an audience that you can um, speak to at any time on your terms 
Davina. Well, I completely agree with Nicola there, but <laughs> I said, just start. Um, so many people worry about, oh, I haven't got this ready. I haven't got that ready. Like, don't overcomplicate things. Just start. Don't get bogged down. Don't sweat it. You could always make adjustments as you go on. But if you don't start, you're not going to get anywhere. So true. Uh, Sally? Follow up absolutely everything. Oh, Sally, I just want to come over and give you a big kiss. Yes. yes. It works. One, one person who gets a gold star and it's going out to Sally. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, Rachel. I'd say you, you've really got to post more than you think you're going to need to post on Facebook. So, like, uh, try and block some time off and your block booking. In for the week so that you haven't got to worry about it all week and lots of stories about yourself so you're telling the stories not just selling <laughs> absolutely Vicky um I'm gonna go with that the same pretty much as most people have said about not giving up but also if you feel you need to take time out take time out it's not going to go anywhere it will still be there you know when you come back to it or when you feel it's right as you said earlier I've had my difficult 12 months and I haven't given up it's just taken me a little bit longer so just feel that sometimes if you need to step away for your own health mental well-being then make sure you do it because your business will still be there when you come back absolutely and Kate uh mine always is what you told me Charlie one thing so if you feel overwhelmed, if you're juggling everything, you know, we're all busy people. Running a business is hard. You wear lots of hats. But every day, make sure you do one thing to move your business forward. That's definitely mine. So even if things seem overwhelming and insurmountable, just pick one thing. It can be small, but you've done one thing that day to move your business forward. That I try and always keep that in my head and always try and do that. And if you haven't got Charlie's... Uh, goals book then that really helps you to do that see she's not paying me to plug it but um you know so just it helps you to kind of think right the one thing I'm going to do today is this and going back to what we said about goals you know having that goal and thinking what one thing can I do to move closer to that goal so yeah that's definitely what I would recommend awesome guys thank you so much for being part of my 100th podcast um thank you everybody for giving up your time and coming and chatting to me i appreciate it so much i hope you enjoyed that episode if you want to check out any of my guests then all of the links are in the show notes and if you want to join the entrepreneur's sales lounge then you can you can be part of this awesome community where we have monthly trainings, weekly coffee mornings, we have live follow-up sessions and you get access to a library of trainings. Not only that, but we have got an epic December coming up. If you join the Entrepreneur's Sales Lounge in December, you are going to get access to the speakers on the Entrepreneurs Growth Club Summit and you are going to be VIP members of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club Summit which is happening the 5th, 6th and 7th of December all online. Um, so if you want to be a part of it then check out the show notes and come into the Entrepreneurs Sales Lounge. <laughs>